Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. All right, Las Vegas. Hey, it's Saturday night, and we are getting a special edition of the Mark Oak Show here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM. It is the talk of Las Vegas. I'm Mark Oak. We're sneaking off from Sunday. We will be on, of course, tomorrow at 8 AM in our usual time slot. We're getting the Saturday show in tonight for you. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment and, of course, there's a reason for that other than, you know, we try and get in here. We, you know, I got to take a little time off on Saturdays the last couple of weeks. But, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. It seemed like a normal week and we were just going to get to pick on Chris Jericho for a little while. But, yeah, things changed on Saturday afternoon. Or Friday afternoon, excuse me. So, as we approached... Around 2 o'clock Eastern Time, or Pacific Time, the news comes in that the World Wrestling Entertainment Company has a new executive vice president of talent relations. Triple H, Paul Levesque, is back in action, of course, and replaces the interim head of talent relations, Bruce Pritchard. So Triple H, who had been, of course, had some a lot of health issues, had the heart issue where he nearly died. But, of course, he had been running the NXT show and developmental for WWE and had been pulled out of that, uh, that role. Well, all of a sudden, Triple H is back. And everybody's like, oh, this is pretty cool. All right, so... Of course, uh, John Laurinaitis had been fired from that position earlier because of all these scandals with Vince McMahon and the settlements, and Laurinaitis got caught in that. Well, the, quite a few ladies having, uh, shall we say, uh, some encounters with Mr. McMahon and Mr. Laurinaitis. So Triple H is appointed the executive vice president of talent relations. Gets the wrestling universe buzzing just a little bit. And then as we get near the close of the stock market, not a coincidence here on Friday, late Friday afternoon. What may be the biggest news in wrestling in a very long time. I you know, I think WCW folding, what happened with Chris Benoit, and the beginning of all elite wrestling, I I don't know if anything like this has happened in a very, very long time. Of course, Vince was under investigation. Seven different law firms had stepped in to check out these allegations. Of course, they dug up five settlements so far, totaling around $16 million, with various women uh, that Vince and John Laurinaitis had settled with. And Vince, of course, being Vince, showed up on SmackDown, Raw, and SmackDown again. Pretty defiant. In the full character coming down to the ring. 
And I'm Vince McMahon now together forever. And there was no doubt Vince McMahon wasn't going anywhere. Well, that changed. A tweet went out. Nope, not not on TV. No big announcements on the website or anything. The first thing comes out is a tweet from Vince himself, the chief executive officer who had stepped away. It was Stephanie McMahon, his daughter, was in the interim position. Vince now says, at 77, time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then, now, forever, together. Hashtag WWE, hashtag thankful. And with that, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is now no longer working for his own company. He, they, Vince then put out a press release. I won't read the whole thing, but, well, actually, it's only two paragraphs. Uh, as I approach 77 years old, I feel it's time for me to retire as chairman and CEO of WWE. Throughout the years, it's been a privilege to help WWE bring you joy, inspire you, thrill you, surprise you, and always entertain you. I would like to thank my family mightily for mightily contributing to our success, and I would also like to thank all of our past and present superstars and employee for their dedication and passion for our brand. Most importantly, I would like to thank our fans for allowing us into your homes every week and being your choice of entertainment. I hold the deepest appreciation and admiration for our generations of fans all over the world who have liked, currently like, and sometimes even love our form of sports entertainment. Our global audience can take comfort in knowing WWE will continue to entertain you with the same fervor, dedication, and passion. As always, I am extremely confident in the continued success of WWE, and I leave our company in the capable hands of an extraordinary group of superstars, employees, and executives, in particular both chairwoman and co-CEO Stephanie McMahon and co-CEO Nick Khan. As the majority shareholder, I will continue to support WWE in any way I can. My personal thanks to our community and business partners, shareholders, and board of directors for their guidance and support through the years, then, now, forever, together. So, Vince McMahon, with that, no TV show, no nothing, steps away from the company that his dad built, that he turned into a global phenomenon. And, ladies and gentlemen, of course, then all hell breaks loose. But it, it when you, of course, there's... The, the investigations that were taking place, obviously something else came up. And you had you were getting the feeling that you know, the Wall Street Journal was the one that broke these stories. And you really could see as this was going on that more was heading their way. Uh, apparently, from some rumors, that Vince had actually made this decision about, uh, about a week and a half ago. That he was going to be leaving World Wrestling Entertainment. But uh, it is, boy, I'll tell you, and it, it's very, it's very hard to imagine. Uh, you know, the first show on SmackDown on Friday night is our first one without Vince in being involved in WWE, WWF, WWWF for forty years. It's absolutely incredible. Of course, uh, his future had been uncertain. 
uh, because of the uh, first the $3 million hush payment that he made to an employee and then another $12 million over the last 16 years, uh, suppressing, quote, suppress allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity. So Vincent Kennedy McMahon is out at WWE. So stepping in, uh, Stephanie McMahon, his daughter, and the guy who'd really kind of taken over the business side of things, Nick Khan, uh, are now co-CEOs, which and I think is a little bit questionable. I, having two CEOs always seems to result in disaster. But uh, certainly, the I think that everyone probably feels like Stephanie is, without a doubt, the right choice. You know, certainly... You know, you you keep a, a you know the family flow going. Obviously, you know Vince Seniors was the originator of WWE uh, back in you know years and years ago in the '60s, and you know Stephanie will be keeping the torch going. Uh, Nick Khan was somebody who's been you know somewhat controversial. They made a lot of business cuts, but changes, but has also brought in massive deals for WWE, including these huge television contracts with Fox, USA Network. So many different business partnerships that have taken WWE to absolute new heights. But, of course, the issue with Vince leaving that I think a lot of people are wondering about is Vince had his hands in everything, if you didn't know that. Vince McMahon certainly kind of ruled everything with an iron fist. He was the head of creative, so that means that he was the one that decided, you know, what, you know, what, who would win matches, the story, the final say on storylines. And there were days where the TV shows would be rewritten four or five times the day of uh, because Vince didn't like what he heard or saw in the scripts. I mean, changes made constantly. We saw over the past couple of years, tons of releases for WWE superstars, uh, many of them headed on over to All Elite Wrestling, and you, you see them every week uh, competing for Tony Khan there. But Vince did a lot more, too. He was always the guy that was in what was called the gorilla position, which was at the when the performers come in and go out, is right inside the curtain, named after Gorilla Monsoon, a longtime wrestler and WWE employee. He also was in on announcing. He started off as an announcer, and then as time went by and he stepped back from that role, he would actually be talking into the to the announcers while they were on the air and pretty much telling them what to say most of the time. It was a, a source of frustration for many, uh, but of course ones that thrive, like Michael Cole has been there for 20 plus years. You have people like Jim Ross and so on that have managed to make it work and Vince was in on that too. And of course, you know, so many other aspects of world wrestling entertainment. It is going to be a fascinating time. Um, Certainly, you know, we all know Vince did things like banned terms. You would not call anybody a wrestler. They were, they were WWE superstars. He was just on the Pat McAfee show recently doing an interview where he, said, you know, anybody can be a professional wrestler, but not everybody can be a WWE superstar. And that's why we do that. He didn't like the term belts uh, and so many other things that you couldn't use. Uh, He was very particular about what happened 
on his television shows and, of course, got a lot of criticism for many decisions in terms of booking matches that he made or making the decisions on who won and who lost, who got pushes to go to the top of the card, who got pushed down. But unbelievably, Vince McMahon is out. Uh, And, of course, we talked about on the Sunday show quite a bit that the only thing that was really going to get Vince out of there was going to be Vince making the final decision. It was there was going to be very, it was going to be very very difficult to force him out of the company that he built and that he is still the majority stockholder for. But uh, it is it is all over in for at least for now in theory for Vincent Kennedy McMahon leaving World Wrestling Entertainment. So the the mantle falls to Stephanie. And Nick Khan and then Triple H, of course, if you didn't know, is married to Stephanie. So the, the power couple wins the Game of Thrones here in the WWE Universe. Unbelievably so. But this has been, of course, rocking the wrestling world. Uh, a lot of reaction has come out uh, you know, positive and negative. Many people have said, well, you know, it's probably a good thing he's gone. I felt if he was behaving like this, you know, he needed to go. Um, many people in the company feel like Vince's time in creative had had come and passed, that maybe he was making some mistakes. And, uh, you know, of course, he's always been subject to criticism like that. But certainly, you know, Vince McMahon was always in the middle of everything, always controversial, but, of course, always, you know, may have become the you know, biggest heel character that he ever created was, you know, himself. Of course, in the Attitude Era, when he was facing off with Stone Cold Steve Austin all the time and battling it out there, it was an amazing time for World Wrestling Entertainment. And Vince McMahon um, now stepping out as the chair of WWE. So Stephanie and uh, Triple H in there. of course, one of the big discussion points is who's taken over creative because he had stepped away from everything except doing cre- the creative activities for WWE. Right now, that is still somewhat up in the air, and it's amazing that that hadn't been settled. Uh, according to Fightful Select, one of a, I find one of the best wrestling resources, uh, Bruce Pritchard is leading creative. So Pritchard has been with the company for a very, very long time off and on. Uh, so he is still in charge of creative, uh, while Triple H and their lead writer, Ed Kosky, were kind of taking charge of things at the SmackDown taping on Friday. I shouldn't say taping. Yeah, taping on Friday. So for now, Bruce Pritchard, who a lot of people are not exactly thrilled with either uh, in terms of some of his creative decisions, is at the moment in front of creative. I... I have a feeling that's going to change. I I could imagine that Stephanie is going to want to clean house. You kind of had a a real triad with Pritchard, McMahon, and John Laurinaitis as kind of the longtime good old boys network that just ran WWE. And some people said that just were not on the wrestling side of things were not doing things right. But that is where that stands at the moment. But it, it is absolutely incredible that Triple H got 
run out of the company. Stephanie got run out of the company a few months ago. And all of a sudden, here we go. So what, are the, what does the, st- the team think? And by the way, this is the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 7.20 a.m. So apparently very few people knew about this. But uh, apparently, you know, a lot of people are in WWE are somewhat excited about the, the, the possible changes that are coming. I could speculate all day about that. Uh, obviously, Vince had his favorites. And, you know, would push them to the moon. And we were seeing again with Theory, who is currently the U.S. champion and has the Money in the Bank briefcase, which gives him a shot at the WWE, AWWE championship, which both Roman Reigns has both of them right now. But, of course, the women were seemed to be suffering lately. John Laurinaitis was in, in the position of the head of talent relations, and he is well known to not be a big fan of women's wrestling. And you could see that, that John was not uh, putting the same emphasis on the ladies as Vince had been doing. So we would imagine that this is going to make a lot of changes on that side of things. And, of course, if you remember just a few months ago, we had a huge issue with the blow-up with Sasha Banks and Naomi coming in and not being happy about what they were supposed to be doing on uh, Monday Night Raw one night and walked out and have not been back since. And, in fact, Sasha Banks is out doing appearances. It has not been confirmed where they've been totally released or not, but they are off the internal roster, so they're not being used. But a lot of people are speculating that those two may be getting a phone call very soon as this situation moves forward. Uh, and even reaction outside of WWE, where many wrestlers are now feeling like this is going to benefit them. With Vince being out, the ones that Vince didn't like that got released are now saying to themselves, hey, I got a shot to come back. You know, maybe Vince uh, maybe Vince didn't like me, but Triple H did. Maybe Stephanie does and could set off some bidding wars between WWE and All Elite Wrestling. So there may be some opportunities there uh, for everyone in the business to benefit uh, from Vince's departure. But this is going to be a fascinating time. Um, and then, of course, we had the saga on SmackDown uh, last night where Brock Lesnar got wind of the news. And, of course, Lesnar's been a multiple-time WWE champion and someone that everyone is. WWE is heavily relied on and is going to be in the main event at SummerSlam, the WWE's next big event coming up next weekend, and basically came in and said, if he's he's gone, I'm gone, and walked out the door. So, <laughs> of course, cooler heads did prevail, and Lesnar did come back at the end of the show and finish it off, uh, decimating theory. But, you know, almost had Brock Lesnar walking out a week of the company a week before SummerSlam hitting, and apparently a call was made to Bill Goldberg. Hey, Bill, we might need you. We might need you here. Just an unbelievable situation that has taken place in world wrestling entertainment. But a lot of changes coming. There's no doubt about it. Well, actually, you know, but maybe you never know. Of course, Vince is still the principal stockholder, so, well, he's... (laughs) 
He still has principal ownership of the company. And don't think that his daughter's not a phone call away. But I do have a feeling that there are going to be a lot of changes going forward. And certainly in the corporate structure, uh, inside the building, you're not going to be able to... You know, the ladies certainly won't have to worry about a lot of these things that took place with uh, you know, the good old boys network and women being treated poorly within the walls of Titan Towers. So a, a very, very unstable future coming up for World Wrestling Entertainment as they head into SummerSlam here coming up next this next weekend. Unreal. Uh, and I'm just checking to see real fast if anything else had come in on that. And I think that's pretty much where the situation stands with World Wrestling Entertainment right now. So there you go. WWE without and professional wrestling without Vincent Kennedy McMahon, love him or hate him. All right, and we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we got a lot going on still. Some more things happening in WWE land as my buddy Max Dupree uh, managed to get himself in a little bit of trouble, apparently. Death Before Dishonor, Ring of Honor pay-per-view going on tonight. There's a couple new champions that I think people are going to get a kick out of. And Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston... Oh, barbed wire anywhere matched that uh, may have gone nowhere. Stick around, everybody. We'll be right back on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at the Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Now, let's return to The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back for the second half of The Mark Hoke Show. Saturday night edition. Vegas Eve, I love yourself some wrestling. And you might be able to say that again now in WWE. You got it right here. And, of course, don't forget tomorrow, our regular time slot with Andrew Fish Fane. Joe DeFalco, my usual running crew, tomorrow, 8 a.m. here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 a.m. And by the way, we had the ratings come out this week, and I have to thank all of you for listening. Pretty awesome. I don't want to get into all the numbers, but I'll just say they were really good, and we appreciate every one of you. Of course, we also appreciate all of you that are downloading the podcast across the state, the nation, and and the world. And by the way, whoever downloaded the podcast in Tennessee, God bless you, because somehow Tennessee had dodged us for a very long time. Well, maybe it was uh, Glenn Jacobs, of course. Kane. It's a mayor there, so who knows? But thank you for tuning in to the Mark Oak Show. We do appreciate it. All right, so let's put a little uh, ribbon on the WWE situation, because obviously the Vince... Uh, issue is going to be dominating this news there for a while. But one little side note, because if you heard me a couple weeks ago on Sunday's show, 
I kind of went off about Max Dupree and the maximum male models. That's right. We had a character who was running a modeling agency who had taken two wrestlers. One was named Mason, who became Massey, and Mansoor, who became Mansois. And, uh, yeah, just no. Well, apparently, Max Dupree, formerly known as Ellie Knight, and Eli Drake is out before this thing barely even got rolling a few weeks into this this gimmick. According to PW Torch, that Dupree rubbed some people the wrong way and wasn't fitting in, and Vince said, Ep, you're out. And they introduced his storyline sister, Maxine, with two X's, by the way. Very important. Two X's. Who is former developmental prospect Sophia Cromwell, who debuted on SmackDown this week. So the maximum male models are now led by Maxine. As for the fate of Max Dupree, who knows? But, you know, getting in Vince's doghouse, you know what? That's not so bad right now. Because, well, Vince is gone. But apparently eh, was not very popular in the locker room all of a sudden. And this is a guy, if you don't know who he is, he was a former Impact World Champion and was a pretty big get for WWE when they brought him in to NXT and he was wrestling as LA Knight and then brought up to the main roster in this Max Dupree gimmick. So <laughs> easy come, easy go. Yeah, looks fade, but uh, Vince McMahon lives forever, eh? Well, of course, uh, we are getting ready for SummerSlam coming up here on Saturday, and we'll have our predictions for SummerSlam on tomorrow's show at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. That'll be coming to you from Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. And, of course, it's going to be the first pay-per-view without Vince McMahon. So... Should be an interesting evening, to say the least. And if you're not aware on what's going on on there, here's what we've got. Logan Paul, the internet sensation, who, of course, teamed with The Miz in the last, or at WrestleMania. Well, Miz turned on him at the end, and now Logan Paul will be facing The Miz in his first singles match in WWE. So we'll get to see Logan Paul against The Miz. One year ago at SummerSlam, Becky Lynch returned and in a matter of seconds knocked off Bianca Belair to take the Raw Women's Championship. Well, Bianca is now the champion, and she will be defending against Becky Lynch. So what goes around comes around on this one. It should be a terrific match with Bianca Belair taking on Becky Lynch. Uh, we will have Riddle. Of course, he lost his running mate, Randy Orton, Team RK Bro, to injury. Riddle will be facing off with Seth Rollins here at SummerSlam. That should be an amazing match. Not sure how this one's going to go, but Liv Morgan, who won a Money in the Bank suitcase for the women at Money in the Bank and then cashed in the same night, taking out former UFC champion Ronda Rousey. We will see Liv defending against Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship at SummerSlam. The Usos, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, who have been in some controversial finishes. Of course, they faced off at Money in the Bank. And when Montez Ford was pinned, got his shoulder up, and then they've been doing that whole thing. 
Well, they decided to find the best referee they could get. And that is apparently J E double F J A double R E double T Jeff Jarrett. Of course, he and his family are legends in Tennessee wrestling, and Jarrett is does live supervises all the live events for World Wrestling Entertainment. He will be the special guest referee in the rematch between the Usos and the Street Profits. And I got to tell you, this was the match of the night at Money in the Bank last uh, at the last. Uh, excuse me, premium live event. So I would expect that we're going to have another wild one here. Let's just hope Jeff Jarrett can keep that guitar hidden away. Bobby Lashley, the United States champion, and of course uh, also did some USC fighting as well, will take on the holder of the men's Money in the Bank briefcase theory, who has been, of course, wins the Money in the Bank briefcase and has been getting beat up ever since. But Lashley theory will get his rematch against Lashley, who won the title from him at Money in the Bank. Former NFLer, announcer, TV or internet show host Pat McAfee will make his SummerSlam debut. Of course, he wrestled a couple of matches in NXT and then wrestled at uh, WrestleMania last year, and quite successfully, I will say. Will be taking on Happy Corbin, and I'm going to be very interested to see the reception for McAfee. He got a huge one at WrestleMania. May have had the biggest pop out of anybody there. He's going to take on the Happy one. So we'll see McAfee and Corbin coming up. And then the main event, a last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman will be defending against said Brock Lesnar. No, it will not be Goldberg. Barring any major disasters, <laughs> let's hope not. But Roman Reigns uh, will be defending that title. And, of course, Theory apparently is running around like a little elf on the shelf with his Money in the Bank briefcase saying he's going to be cashing in. We'll see if Bobby Lashley destroys him enough. He won't be able to do it, but who knows. Lesnar sent him a message on SmackDown, and, well, let's just say he, uh, he caused him a little bit of pain. Just a little bit. All right, and then uh, before we get to what's going on in AEW and that interesting little match with Chris Jericho, of course, All Elite Wrestling bought the Ring of Honor company uh, last year, and they had their first pay-per-view tonight. Of course, they're all under contract working for All Elite Wrestling, but the guys are going back and forth, and there's some people that are working exclusively for Ring of Honor and not on the AEW rosters at this point, but... They have their first pay-per-view tonight, and some interesting goings-on. Uh, pre-show, Colt Cabana defeats Anthony Henry. Uh, the Trust Busters, Ari Davari and Slim J, beat the Shinobi Shadow Squad, which is Cheeseburger. Have you ever seen Cheeseburger, by the way? He's about 120 pounds dripping wet, but longtime wrestler for Ring of Honor. Uh, he teamed with Eli Isom in, in defeat there. Uh, Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony, and Cage, uh, one of our favorites here on the show, uh, beat Alex Zane, Tony Deppin, and Blake Christian, and Willow Nightingale, Willow Nightingale beat Allison Kay on the pre-show. Then got to the pay-per-view, and how about this to kick it off? The Ring of Honor World Championship on the line to get things rolling. And Claudio Castagnoli, of course, you if you were a WWE fan, you know him as Cesaro. 
just showed up a few weeks ago in AEW and is now the Ring of Honor World Champion. So Cesaro gets his first world title as he beats Jonathan Gresham and takes down the title there. So Claudio Castagnoli, who singles gold had eluded him, he was a longtime Ring of Honor performer, but he knocks off Gresham and Castagnoli is now the ROH World Champion. One that I am excited about, and guys, if you have never seen Dalton Castle and the Boys, let's just say Dalton Castle, he's kind of a peacock. He's very flamboyant, and his boys do all sorts of crazy things for him, like become chairs and are just, uh, it's it's a, a very fun gimmick, one that I've always gotten a kick out of. And I, and I suggest if you, if you go on YouTube and look at Dalton Castle and Jay Lethal, you will find one of the most hilarious promos of all time. But they are now the Ring of Honor World six-man tag team champions. Those belts were brought back as they beat Vincent Bateman and Dutch. So Dalton Castle and the boys get their second reign as Ring of Honor six-man champions. And may God have mercy on our souls with Dalton Castle and the boys running around. The RH Pure Championship, which is... For those that don't know what the Pure Championship is, is they actually count rope breaks and uh, any type of disqualifications or anything. And if you uh, break those rules, you get certain amount of times before uh, you are disqual- totally disqualified from the match and you're out. Uh, Wheeler Yuta uh, took on Daniel Garcia from the Jericho Appreciation Society, and Yuta holds on to the ROH Pure Championship. So Wheeler Yuta who's been getting a great push and is part of the Blackpool Combat Club in All Elite Wrestling, will retain his title, so he will continue his reign as ROH Pure Champion. Uh, The Battle of Brothers, it was Roosh uh, against Dragon Lee, and, uh, of course, Roosh, a former Ring of Honor World Champion before things wrapped up there, ends up winning that match. He will, so he wins the Battle of Brothers, and actually it was the only match on the pay-per-view that wasn't for a title believe it or not. Uh, the ROH Women's World Championship, Mercedes Martinez holds off Serena Deeb. So Mercedes Martinez is your Women's World Champion. Uh, from what we're hearing, pretty good match between the two of them. And then another big banger, Samoa Joe, the ROH World Television Champion, knocks off Jay Lethal tonight. So Samoa Joe manages to tap out Jay Lethal and holds on to his ROH World TV title. And then in the main event of the night, the ROH World Tag Team Championships, FTR, who, oh boy, I'll tell you what, they did an unbelievable promo on Wednesday night with FTR uh, and uh, Dax Harwood talking about his young daughter who at five years old was diagnosed with a hole in her heart. And three years later it healed and said that he is going to fight like an eight-year-old in this match or an uh, eight-year-old girl in this match. And the Briscoes, of course, 12 times ROH World Tag Team's champions. They are one of the best tag teams in the world. And they had a huge match earlier this year. Well, they faced off again here in a two-out-of-three-falls match. And FTR, who are currently the Ring of Honor World Champions, the IWGP World Tag Team Champions, that's the Japanese organization, and the AAA Champions out of Mexico, FTR holds on in a 50-minute best-of-three fall, uh, two-out-three falls match. Briscoe's won the first fall, and FTR followed it up with the next two. 
to win this one. So FTR continues their hot streak. So a pretty good pay-per-view tonight as Ring of Honor. And all the wrestling continues to get Ring of Honor going and keep that promotion on its feet. As uh, and we'll see, we'll see how this all turns out with how they handle. It. They still have not gotten a TV show for Ring of Honor yet, but certainly ROH, uh, a longtime brand over twenty years and one that everybody loved and developed so many terrific superstars over the years. Well, ROH uh, continues on tonight at Death Before Dishonor. A great card. All right. So that's your rundown of that one. Now, now we get to have some fun. Oh, dear Lord. Fighter Fest week two. Of course, AEW loves to. Uh, Fighter Fest used to be a, a card, an independent card, and they kind of, AEW kind of picked it up. They were on week two of Fighter Fest, and the feud between. Eddie Kingston and our buddy Chris Jericho culminates on Wednesday night in a, well, oh boy, a, sorry, a barbed wire everywhere death match. That's right, everybody. And there was a shark cage involved. Of course, it was Shark Week and, uh, Time Warner Discovery is, you know, runs TBS and TNT, so they decide they're going to promote Shark Week, and they had to work something in. So the Jericho Appreciation Society, all Chris Jericho's running mates, were suspended over the ring in a shark, or outside the ring in a shark tank. Held on to, with the controls held on to by Ruby Soho, a female wrestler who is one of Eddie Kingston's friends. So... The guys, and and you have to picture this scene. There are barbed wires wrapped around three sets, three sides of the ring. You have tables covered in barbed wire. There's barbed wire under the ring, barbed wire around the ring posts. There's a spider web of barbed wire on the floor. Even the, the ring announcer's microphone was wrapped in barbed wire. So, yes, there was barbed wire everywhere. Starts right off. Eddie Kingston hits the ring. Jericho's already in there. Kingston takes the, the mic from Justin Roberts and cuts Jericho open right away. And then they're beating each other up. And Kingston looks like he's got the upper hand when all of a sudden Ty Conti, who is girlfriends with, and, and yes, this is going to be convoluted, girlfriends with Sammy Guevara, who is also part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, but he wasn't supposedly around, comes down, attacks Ruby Soho's got the controls and the key. Can't quite get it from her, but then Anna Jay comes down. And all of a sudden, Anna Jay decides she's going to be bad and also attacks Ruby Soho and knocks her out. And the shark cage is then lowered. Then, of course, Anna Jay, or, uh, yeah, <clears throat> they can't get the darned cage open. Ty Conti is fumbling with the key. They can't open the lock. So, and of course, everybody's booing because they wanted this to be a one-on-one match. The whole purpose was that everybody's in a shark cage. You can't get to it. So the, they get the cages down and everybody just walks out of the side of it. It turns into a five-on-one, which then turns into a five-on-five. 
So now, instead of a one-on-one match to settle this horrible feud, we've now got five-on-five. Then, after the five-on-five is settled down a little bit, then Sammy Guevara comes out, and Sammy Guevara gets in on beating up Eddie Kingston, and it ends up resulting in Eddie Kingston losing the match. So Chris Jericho gets the win in a match that nobody was supposed to be able to interfere in, but everybody did. Needless to say, the internet kind of tore this one up a little bit. Kind of a disappointment. Um, Not sure where to go. Now, to their credit, these guys took a beating in this match. I mean, that, that those barbed wires, you know, hooked them up and cut them up pretty well. If you go and look at photos and videos, these two guys took a beating. This Jericho got his nose broken. They had a steel chair wrapped in wire, and they tried to do the spot where Kingston, where Jericho was holding onto it, and he was going to slam it into Kingston, but Kingston actually knocked it down into Jericho's face and broke his nose very badly. So it was pretty, a pretty rough match for TV. And then to top it all off, just a convoluted, crazy one-on-one match turned into half the AEW roster barreling down into the ring. Just don't even don't even know what to say. They did get Jericho thrown into that spider web, so everybody was a little bit happy about that. But he won the match. Well, like I said, this match has been getting panned, and you know, it, make the decision for yourself. Go watch it. But uh, don't have the kids around. I will say that. It was it was pretty rough. Of course, this is the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. Don't forget, we will be back on the air with our full team tomorrow at 8 AM to break down even more the Vince McMahon retirement and so much more going on in the world of pro wrestling. So make sure you stick around or join us tomorrow for that. Um, some other things happened on AEW. Um, we had Darby Allen got beat up really badly by Brody King, but then Sting came down. He's partners with Darby Allen, kind of the mentor, and then Aleister Black, who's friends with Brody King, came in, and Sting got the black, the dreaded black mistreatment in the face to wrap that one up, and then Miro came down and stood and looked at him. Okay. Not sure what to really say about that too much. Um, one funny one, though, we had the Varsity Blondes taking on Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. And, of course, Luchasaurus, one half of the former AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Jurassic Express. But Luchasaurus had appeared to have turned on his partner, Jungle Boy. And they wrestled a tag match, Luchasaurus as being a bad, bad dinosaur for a while. Then Jungle Boy finally shows up. He'd been injured. And lo and behold, when Cage told Luchasaurus to take care of Jungle Boy, he stepped aside and Jungle Boy chased Christian Cage all over the arena. So our bad dinosaur is back to being a good dinosaur. Yay! Woohoo! That's exciting. So, um, and then let's see, any uh, some other AE. W information, just real fast running this down. I think that was the big one uh, that took place. Yeah, just about. So then, of course, that led to the Ring of Honor uh, pay-per-view this week. So there you go. That's your AEW rundown. Now, one more thing that happened this week. Well, we got a couple of minutes left to go here on the Mark Hoke Show. 
if you didn't know, Ric Flair, now in his 70s, is going to be wrestling his final match coming up. And this will be taking place also on SummerSlam weekend here. And this card has been coming together like crazy. But the one thing that hadn't been announced was, who is Ric Flair going to wrestle? Who's Flair taking on? So the announcement is finally made. It will be Ric Flair teaming with his new son-in-law, Andrade El Idolo. We'll be facing off with Ring of Honor's Jay Lethal. And J-E-double-F-J-E-double-R-E-double-T picking up another paycheck, Jeff Jarrett. So it will be Ric Flair and Andrade El Idolo against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett here on Ric Flair's final match. The rest of the card, by the way, got to throw it out there. Looking pretty good. Josh Alexander, the Impact World Champion, is going to be taking on Jacob Fautou. Uh, the Impact Women's Champion, Jordan Grace, is going to be taking on Deanna Perrazzo and Rachel, uh, Rachel Ellering, of course, son of the legendary manager, Paul Ellering, or daughter of the legendary manager, Paul Ellering. Uh, Bandito versus Laredo Kid, Ray Phoenix, and Taurus will be wrestling. That one should be a pretty wild, uh, wild match, to say the least, as uh, the Lucha Libres will be battling it out. The new Rock and Roll Express, it's going to be Kerry Morton and Dad Ricky. Yep, you know him, the heartthrob. will be taking on the Build Four Horsemen. It is Brian Pillman Jr., Brian's son, and Brock Anderson, son of Arn Anderson. Uh, we'll get to see the Wolves, uh, formerly as the American Wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards, taking on the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. That's always been a great rivalry. Kind of excited about this one as the Von Ericks. Kevin's sons, Marshall and Ross, who've been wrestling in Major League Wrestling, will be taking on the Briscoes. That's going to be a great match. Uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. takes on our buddy Killer Cross, one of those guys ousted from WWE. Uh, Ren Narita will face Yuya Umera. And then there's going to be a bunkhouse battle royal in honor of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. So it should be a pretty interesting card. And that is going to wrap it up here for us on the Mark Hoke Show. Once again, join us tomorrow at 8 a.m. here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 a.m. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, the Mark Hoke Show. And download those podcasts, markhokeshow.podbean.com, and all your favorite podcast outlets. We certainly do appreciate it, and visit us on the web at markhokeshow.com. Las Vegas, have a great night. We will see you tomorrow. Harvey Hyde. And the Trojan Football Report coming up here on KDWN. Stick around for that one. Have a great night.